spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. And welcome to Ghana Connect. You are at a hideout. Yes. Okay. You were asked to apologize. Are you willing to apologize? They have to rescind their function, and I can get uh, the opportunity to go before them and render the apology. Or your PFM has been directed by the council to shut down. How do you respond to that? We must all condemn it, honestly. No matter the circumstance, they are flouting the democratic um, principles. Minister Alice to to. Exercise uh, kind of uh, restraint, you know, to use. 
due process of law to address the concern. I, I, I believe Michelle could even petition the National Media Commission, you know, to take the matter from her, from, from, from there. Tonight on Ghana Connect, when tradition clashes with democracy, the case of the Kumasi and Adan traditional councils against the fourth estate of the realm. That's one that has left many talking uh, since yesterday's order that has compelled a radio station to indeed shut down and even shut down since morning. Let's have this conversation. Um, yes, we are a country resolved to promote our traditions and culture. But when a tradition conflicts with democracy, what happens? What must give Ghana is connecting tonight to explore. into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. We connect after the break. The other day, I visited Kweku at his spunky new office to congratulate him on opening his business. And man, was I impressed. The business is just moving quick. The sales, customers, everything is just working seamlessly. The secrets, hmm. He said, it's MTN Business Broadband. In this fast-paced environment, we need fast and reliable internet to support all business types. No laggy online meetings, great download and upload speeds, impeccable business management systems, all-inclusive. I mean, you can have it all. I signed on immediately. (laughs) To enable your business stay ahead and stay connected, make sure you're signed on to the best internet made just for businesses. MTN Business Broadband. Sign up today on broadband.mtn.com.ga. 
page and manage your account on my MTN app. Call 0244-308-111 for more information. MTN. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks, and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 14 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Community 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase KNUST Campus, UC. Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City or call us 0302 764101 764209 or Apex Health Insurance is licensed to provide medical insurance services to corporate organizations and SMEs. We also have international LH blue cover and TPAs to cushion you. Multinational companies, factories, and government agencies focus on your business while Apex Insurance takes care of your health. Visit Apex Health Insurance office at Zion House, Boundary Road, Shiashi, Kumase, Opsit Prempe College, Sofo Line, and Takradi Market Circle. For further inquiries, call 0501 562 or 0501-552-495. Apex Health, your preferred health insurer. Alandi, 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 Do more your way on Ghana Pay. Send and receive money at zero transaction fees. Pay bills, buy airtime and data. Transfer money in and out of your bank accounts and so much more with Ghana Pay. Dial star 707 hash to register for Ghana Pay or download the Ghana Pay app from the Play Store or App Store. Alandi, 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 Ghana Pay, your money, your way. This service is powered by gifts. Allianz, insurance since 1890. At Allianz Life Ghana, we have a wide range of life insurance packages to suit all pockets from individuals, groups, associations, and businesses. We cover your employees, your funerals, pensions, children's education, and your future. Call us on 0302-267-892 or visit our website www.allianz-gh.com for more inquiries. Allianz Life. We secure your future. So you're a style seeker. 
You just love it when people stop and stare as you drive by. That's why you always select top of the range products that make you the talk of the neighborhood. I love it. I love you it. revel in comments they make behind your back. No wonder you choose from the new Peugeot 2008, 3008, and 5008 SUV range that makes every eye pop each time you cruise along. Wow. <laughs> now that's how to change the game and give people something to talk about. Stop by Silver Star Auto today and let's talk about your new Peugeot SUV. Peugeot. You're live on Joy 99.7 FM. This is Ghana Connect. My name is Evans Mensah. Um, you may have heard the conversation yesterday um, when the Kumasi Traditional Council uh, imposed an order on Oyeripai FM to shut down today. Well, guess what? They did shut down. That's how powerful that traditional institution is. But many have looked at that and say, well, this clearly is a case of tradition, culture maybe, clashing with democracy. Because, of course, the fourth estate of the realm is the fourth estate of the realm. It's the, it's, it's an integral part of our democracy. This is not the first time this has happened. You remember the case of the Adan Traditional Council to ordering the, uh, the, the community radio station there, uh, you know, not to participate in, in a festival or to cover it. It's been running. How do you, where do you draw the line and how do you, what do you, how do you fix this conflict when indeed that conflict appears? What must give uh, so both can exist side by side? And can they, can democracy as we run it exist side by side? Because what has happened is Odike making comments on the radio station in a democracy. That will be, you'll call that free speech, freedom of speech, which is guaranteed under the constitution. And so, Nothing should happen to him because he made those comments. And need if you are aggrieved, you would go to the courts or National Media Commission. That is what due process says. In fact, that is the position of the Ghana Journalists Association. They start Alice to to exercise a kind of restraint, you know, to use due process of law to address the concern. I I, I believe Mensah could even petition the National Media Commission. You know, to take the matter from her, from 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 there. That's the DJ's position on this, but we must respect our traditional institutions. Others have argued, and let's connect to many who hold different varying views on this matter. Anil Sabote himself, uh, a, a journalist, a writer, uh, joins us in the studio. He has a very interesting perspective on this. Anil, thanks Hi. for connecting. Yeah. Great to have you. Um, we'll also be connecting uh, tonight uh, to. Um, my colleague, uh, Karim, uh, and, and Karim has an interesting take because he himself uh, is uh, is known to be, you know, very vocal on matters of, of tradition uh, he, with the African studies, and so he understands this and the importance and value of it. But he's also a, a journalist, and so I, I wonder how he combines this when there is a clash between tradition. Um, and as you know, culture uh, in this case, uh, Karim is connecting on Zoom. Hello, Karim. Hello, Karim. Please unmute for me if you're on. 
Okay. Um, we'll get carry on pretty shortly. Uh, Gideon is at our radio production team and they also connect with us. He also connects with us uh, on Zoom uh, tonight. Uh, uh, Kingsley Hope is with the GJA and he's connecting uh, with us from the Ashanti region. Uh, hello, Kingsley. Uh, Kingsley will connect with us shortly. I, I want to really have that perspective uh, from there, how this has been uh, handled uh, going forward. And so we'll get Kingsley in. Uh, uh, Karim will also uh, connect with us uh, here on Ghana Connect. Um, as, as we look at this matter, this is not the first time it's happened this year alone. Um, let's talk about it. Uh, we'll also be connecting to Force. It's a Ghanaian journalist in the UK. Uh, Manasa Zuria Wuni also connects with us in the Fourth Estate. Uh, Kojo Fletcher is a journalist with Trinity uh, FM at uh, Bogoso in the Western Region. He covered for us the uh, assault of a journalist by my chiefs there at Wasa Akropon in 2017. Hello, Kojo Fletcher. Hello, Kojo. Okay, uh, all of you. If you're on and on Zoom, unmute for me. Let's have a conversation. I and mean, let me start with you. I mean, you, you follow this story yesterday. Um, you, you're a journalist yourself. Yeah. I, I wonder where you stand on this when you have tradition and then democracy uh, almost you know, sometimes at each other's throats. What, what's your position on this? Well, I think uh, for me, first and foremost, I, 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 I don't really see the noise in this whole thing. You know? And because if you let me take it from Odike's perspective. Uh, Odike says that he will only apologize when, because he's been banished from the, mm-hmm. from the, from Manchia and he cannot go there. And for him, he will go there only when they reverse the curse. Yesterday we spoke to him and he said that it's more spiritual. It's an Ashanti man. He understands when a curse has been evoked on an individual. So he will only go there to apologize to them if they reverse the curse. And that he's waiting for Asante Hine to come and do that. So first of all, he admits that what he did was wrong. Secondly, you spoke to sometime Otoe Champ, who is the general manager of Oyepa FM. He concedes that their host could have handled the situation better. And so they went there to apologize. Now, if you look, if you listen to the Bantam Mahene, for example, he said that even you come and the apology you, you, you came with is not as strong as we had wanted it to be. You understand? Um, I've heard a lot of people say, personally, I don't support the fact that you need to shut the station down for the period until the issue is resolved. I think that, you know, the approach could have been different. That notwithstanding, the station owners went ahead to do it. And it tells you something. I've heard people say, oh, why did they shut it down and things like that on social media? People are ranting this constitutional blah, 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 and all that. I get that. But look, if you ever live in Kumasi and you understand the Kumasi terrain, it's a completely different thing from Accra. It's completely different. And I'll give you an example. In 1995, when the late Asantini died, there was a BBC reporter by the name Something Sapon. And he was the first person on the BBC Focus on Africa at 5.30 to break the news that Asantini had died. They issued a fatwa on him, on his head. He ran away, came to Accra to hide. It's not part of Ghana. It is. But that tells you how important they take certain things. When Asante Hima died, for example, there was a curfew issued that from this time to that time, nobody should what? Come out. People were sitting on social media ranting, oh, what right do they have, constitutional, blah, blah, blah. Fine. But why, did, why didn't anybody venture out? Essentially, what I'm saying is that, look, democracy is okay, but we are talking about an institution that has been there centuries. Yeah. You understand that? Over the years, we've inculcated democracy and all of those things. This could have been resolved 
without the back and forth. In some of you suggest that a institution that was there before the constitution. Absolutely. Right. And the constitution itself recognizes the importance of the chieftains in True. institution. They may have their issues, but look, but for the existence of chieftaincy, I can bet that we will never have democracy. That's an interesting point. Absolutely. S- stay with me. Let me bring in Karim whether he agrees with you. Uh, hello, Karim. Hello, Karim. How do I manage? Great. Now I can hear you. Finally. Yeah. I can hear somebody on the other line. Uh, first, let's start with that premise. Do you even agree that this and what we saw in Ada is democracy and tradition, not conflict? Um, not at all. And I have uh, particularly also uh, had a, a challenge with, with that kind of framing because it's, it suggests as though uh, democracy itself is not compatible with traditional uh, authority or traditional structures or institutions and the way they do things. And I think that even embedded in in what happens in places like Menshia, among others, is, is democracy itself. And so Ghana's very own and one of Africa's foremost uh, philosophers who died recently, Professor Christine Redu, has a very classical work on, on democracy or consensual democracy, where he discusses some of these things and even refers to African traditional political institutions as a way of, or a place of getting the kind of democracy that would suit our, our peculiar condition, our history, among other things like that. So, so I do not agree. Uh, to the question in the way that it's framed, whether or not democracy is compatible with traditional authority. But I can understand what the point of that, that question is. And so maybe I want to uh, respond to that also. And so by that, I think that indeed democracy is compatible. And that is why the conduct of elements from the uh, from Mencia, if they are indeed uh, emissaries or, or, or guards or whatever it is from there, we should completely, uh, uh, I mean, uh, critique that and, and to state categorically without any fear whatsoever that we cannot countenance things like that because traditional institutions, as much as they are important within the modern Republican uh, political dispensation that we have, it also requires that they exert themselves and their authority in a way that does not in itself ultimately bring challenge upon the traditional institutions themselves and again upon the the broader Ghanaian society, our rights and everything that we have. Within that particular context, there cannot be any good argument to support the kind of um, uh, um, activity or violent um, demands as we have seen. And the attempt to also, and let me rope in Ada, attempt to also, um, I mean, exceed beyond what traditional authorities to do, and in their attempt to court reverence, this attempt to force it upon people and to travail or trespass on the fundamental rights and rights that are very critical to the sustenance of our collective uh, identity as, as Ghanaian people and all of that, and, and this I'm talking about media freedom, we should not countenance anything like that at all. So the, the question of walking that fine line, I mean, you started by making a point that both can coexist. Um, and then Manasseh joins us. Manasseh, what's your take on this? In, in the current instance, they, of course, the traditional authorities believe there has been a violation. Fundamentally, they are talking about journalistic ethics uh, and, and, and standards. If you listen to the traditional authorities there. Uh, and the question then becomes, so how do you deal with it? Um, while recognizing the importance of the traditional institution. Uh, and, and when that happens, 
Um, I wonder what your take is in furtherance of what Karine just said, having both institutions exist in harmony um, because of the of what, what acknowledging the importance of both sides in a larger Ghanaian context. Well, Evans, I think I agree perfectly with every word Karim has spoken. And I tend to say that we shouldn't make it look as if the chieftaincy institution is sacrosanct. I believe that we should respect traditional authority. They are important in a way they keep law and order. They have helped to bring this country to where we are today. So I will not say that that institution is not important, but they have boundaries. And that institution falls within a certain framework. The chieftaincy institution in Ashanti, in the Volta, in my uh, part of the country, everywhere in this country should be subservient to the constitution of this republic. Those people, the chiefs and the elders of the Kumasi Traditional Council, when they move outside of Kumasi, unless they come to Accra, they don't have the powers that they have in Kumasi. But there is a law that protects their right. The constitution of Ghana, whether they are in Kumasi, they are in Bolgatanga, or they are in Ho, or they are in Takrade, the constitution of Ghana guarantees them certain rights and freedoms that even if they are out of their jurisdiction, nobody is expected to hurt them. They have their freedom of expression and what have you. So we shouldn't ever see this is what a, a state within a state that Ani said, uh, when you go there, it is a different thing altogether. I cannot go to Kumasi, anybody. neither is anybody in Kumasi expected to go somewhere and slap another person and get away with it. When we are talking about this current issue at stake, like you rightly said, there are journalistic ethics. And when you breach them, there are remedies that the constitution provides. They could decide to report their institution to the National Media Commission. They can also decide to sue for defamation. And I've been sued between 2016, uh, 2015 and 2020. I was sued six times for defamation for the stories I have done. I will not call that a suppression of media freedom or whatever. I did stories. People were not happy about them. They went to the court to seek redress. The interesting thing, Evans, is that all the six of them ran away from their own cases when I filed my defense. So granted that they didn't go through this method, but all of them wanted to use different methods, like what happened in Ada or what is happening in Kumasi. My work have been hampered, not because I have done something that is wrong, but because someone is not happy with my work. So what I'm trying to say is that I have listened to uh, what Odike said, and I have also listened to what Asantehine said during one of the conferences for mining in that region. And there is no difference. I can say even Asantehine was more critical of the chiefs than what I heard Odike say. But granted that what Odike said was wrong, nobody has the right to shut down a media house. And I put up a post today that what that man said, if you analyze it critically, he said it in the interest of Asante Man. 
if you allow people from the Volta region, if you allow people from, let's say, Bolgatanga and other places to come to uh, any town in Ashanti region, destroy their water, destroy the forest, destroy everything that there is that has made Asantiman great. At the end of the day, what will the people rely on if they don't have water to drink? So I think that we should be looking at the context or the content of what has been said. Analyze it. Is it hurtful? And if it's hurtful, is it the right thing to do? And I sincerely believe that what the, uh, uh, the, the chiefs of the Kumasi traditional council have done, they have dented the image and reputation of Maisha more than what Odike has said. I mean, the GJ uh, in the region uh, lacks that uh, due process is followed. But let me bring in a man who combined wears both hats. He's a he's a journalist, he's a, he's a broadcaster, but the chief himself, Nanan Sakao, uh, connects on the phone now. Hello, Nana. Hello, Ivan. I- I'm dying to hear your perspective on this matter because you you you've s- you've sat behind the radio uh, microphone for for years, and then you also became a, a chief. So when you had this very interesting conflict happening. Um, between, of course, the traditional councils and then uh, what has happened on the radio station. I, I wonder what your reaction was to it. Well, see, uh, Francis, uh, uh, Evan, good evening to all your listeners. You see, before the Constitution, before the colonial rule, is everybody trying to say that we had no means in settling our issues? It's as, it's as though we are dim and, you know, dinosaurs and that without the Constitution... You know, the whole world comes to a stop. Now, you see, uh, I, I'm, I'm speaking to you from Edumasa right now. Evans, from Kudi to Enyasi to Jekiti to Edumasa, Pese, Ajina, all the way down to support. The nearest police station is Akosombo. The nearest court, you have to go past Atimpoku and come to Sinji before you find any sort of, uh, you know, justice if you want it. There are people who can even afford that transportation. So you ask yourself, how are these people living amongst themselves without killing each other, without robbing each other, without doing things? It's the same chief justice institution that's holding this whole area together. There's no government present there. But see, but when you live in Accra and Kumasia, oh, court, 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 court. But that is not how we reach to resolve things. If this issue were to go to court, it would probably be in court for the next six months to a whole year. Adjourned, adjourned, adjourned. By Monday, this case is closed. And that's how we treat things short, sharp, and effective to deter people. If the radio station closed down one day, what happens? If the radio station closed down one day, what happens? Because I'm saying that if, if we don't preserve this institution, it is our last hope. I mean, what? People don't even trust the police station. Evans, I tell you one thing there was a dead body in front of uh, at the capital station. People walked past the police station, came next door to the radio station to report it. So that's how people have even lost hope in the institutions that already exist. The judiciary, when they go through these uh, perception reports, all these people come out as though people don't have faith in it. So if there's one faith, if there's one institution which is hanging in the balance, I say that let's back it at all costs because in the end we will all need it one day. Look at when that bomb was in, on fire for so many years. Who doubts the fire? For so many years, that bomb was on fire. Who doubts the fire? 
So you don't sit on a radio station and denigrate the same office and then hope that one day you go there to seek solace. So for me, I'm all in agreement. And after all, let's just tell them to just shut it for the weekend and open. Who's going to die? And anyway, when they opened, what, what sort of broadcast did they do? When they opened the radio station, what broadcast did they do anyway? So it's not as though they've set some example that it's like, you know, who be that? So as for me, dear, I'm saying that we should, we should as a country, protect that, uh, that office or the sanctity of chieftaincy. And chiefs themselves also owe it that if we're going to give them this reverence, have to live according to the mark. So that's my take, Evan. But very interesting, then. Very, very interested indeed. Stay with me. I, w- I want to see what the GJ makes of that. Uh, hello, Hope. Hello, Hope. Yes, sir. I mean, Hope, it's interesting that yesterday when I spoke to you, your emphasis was on due process. Um, uh, and you live in Kumasi, so you're also a practitioner, and then you also lead a GJ. I wonder if you listen to Nanan Sakwa. He himself is a broadcaster, but also a chief. Um, his right is, you know, that, um, you know, sometimes you, you'd have to, um, respect the authority of the traditional, uh, you know, councils because of what they bring to societal order. Yeah, I listen. Thank you very much and good evening to your listeners. I listen to him and very interesting point he's making. But you see, much as we respect and observe the customs of our land and Nananum, we believe that press freedom is a right in our constitution, which reigns supreme in the land. If anyone flouts any provisions of the constitution, I think there are appropriate channels to address them. So in this case, if you ask the radio station to kind of a, a sign off for some days to show remotes, constitutionally, I think it's mass of unconstitutionality this. You see that? You see, my fear is that two wrongs do not make a right, as we all say. Ghana is con- uh, uh, governed by a constitution, and we know what has been spread out in this constitution. You see, if we lose the slightest opportunity to point out some of these issues, we will be doing a great disservice to the media work to protect media freedom that people like uh, Kabladri Amihel, uh, PAV and Sam Thompson has stood in the face of militarism to ensure we enjoy this press freedom. That is my concern. It isn't that we don't respect Nancya or traditional or customs of the land. We do. Much as Odike might have said, I think there would have been uh, appropriate channels to address the issue instead of asking them to go out. Two wrongs are said area. We all know do not make right. And you, Sabute, you, you had answer, that answer. Now you've had the GJ's position. And he will fix your microphone. Uh, I'll get them to put it back on uh, so we can hear you because I can't hear you in my, in my, in my headset. Uh, let's, let's go again. It's okay. Yes. Can you hear me? Great, 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 great. What I'm saying is that, yeah, I, I, I heard them. Let me pick up from, uh, see, the constitution, for example, that everybody is waxing lyrically about, okay, recognizes the role of chiefs and recognizes the powers they have and the fact that the powers they have uh, encouraged them to adjudicate matters, for example, that, that adhere to them. So if within the confines of the chieftaincy operation, for example, the 
Asantiman has taken this particular decision, it does not necessarily mean that it's sacrosanct. No, they may have, because after all, people go to court, they get judgment, and they don't even make sense. But the law has spoken. That is why there's a, a process of appeal. And the process of appeal in this case is when Odike says, for example, allow me to come to you, but before that, reverse the case. Or Yuripa says that, we'll go back to Nananum and speak to them. See, why are you asking us? You don't think that the managers of the, of the station or the owner of the station is not sensible enough to go to court and challenge the directive by that sentiment. Like Nansa said, you're going to stay in court for six, seven months. You have workers to pay. You have a business to run. Are you going to lean to that and apply common sense and do it? Let me give you a classic example today when this whole issue. You remember Samarujit, the Indian-born British author, right? When... In 89, when Ayatollah issued a fat one, he said, he was like, oh, is my constitutional right? And things like that. He could have challenged it, but he went into hiding for years. It became a diplomatic issue. The UK government, or as a British national, the UK government could have gone to court on his behalf. But it is not everything that you resolve with the court. So there's even a reason, for example, where even within the court process itself, they make room for ADR. Why? If... I'm here and I'm going to court. I'm going to challenge Asantiman's directive. Fair enough. The station is shut down. We are going to court with you. You go to court and by the time you realize it's six, seven years and your station is locked up, you've lost business. Where, where is the whole thing in that? So my issue is that, look, let's common sense prevail. The people themselves acknowledge that the host should have done A, or they call themselves a reverse the case and I'll come forward. It's a win-win situation for everybody. I'm not saying, for example, that shut the station down completely and leave us sentiment. They said, we've taken this issue. You may not agree with them. I'm not in favor of that. But I think that, look, you cannot assume a patapa posture and think that you can override. Because, and I said, when I said, look, ask anybody, and I'm not placing a sentiment above anybody else, but ask anybody who operates within the Ashanti region, for example. It's a completely different ball game. And a certain example of the curfew issue I'll give you three examples that happened. Manasseh's point is that the constitution is supreme. It's supreme to to anything else you can do. Nobody is disputing that, but the same constitution that is supreme recognizes the importance of chieftaincy institution in our body structure. Manasseh, I'll give you an example of where he lives at the Dumasa. There are no court systems there. How are the people living? Have you asked yourself about that? So so, so there, the chieftaincy institution brings the order. Absolutely. Me, I've certain. The constitutional bodies. I was sat in a in a Asantiman's court before because we were filming a, 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 a documentary for the BBC, and they brought cases from Techiman and wherever, and they sat there. Look, and it was it was an open court. And after listening to both sides, he offered a fair judgment. They asked the people, are they satisfied? They say yes. They walk away. Probably this particular issue, you take it to the court. It's going to last to Manasseh has to come back on it. Hello, Manasseh. Yes. Yes, I'm saying that nobody is disputing that. I will never say that the chieftaincy institution is not important. I will never say that the role you are playing in this country is not important. I think that's the first point I made. But that institution is subject to the constitution of Ghana. And we shouldn't get to that point that, okay, uh, yesterday it was that, that traditional council. They sat down, did something, because they think they have power over people there. Today, it is a sentiment. Tomorrow, it may be Dagba. Then it gets to a point that nobody has a voice in this country. And let us not forget 
that the constitution of this country says we should hold the people, sorry, the, 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 the government accountable to the people. We should hold leaders accountable to the people. So we journalists are supposed to hold the chiefs accountable to the people. Yes. They sell the lands. The lands are not for them. The lands are for all of us. If you go to Dagbong, if you go to Asogli, if you go to uh, Kumasi or whatever, the chiefs there are holding the land in trust of the people. The powers of the chiefs, they get it from the people. So we, the media, are supposed to hold such duty bearers accountable to the people. That is our responsibility. Some of the chiefs, not all, and I'm not talking about Sassantaman alone, if you go across the country, there are chiefs who do things that are not right. So if we get to the point that, for instance, Gamanche is doing something that is not right, Nana Asako comes to his show and is one of the most critical voices on radio. Then the Ghana Traditional Council says, let's shut down Joy FM. And then will Nana Asako say that, well, if we shut down Joy FM for a day or two, will anybody die? I don't think that is an argument that should be countenanced in this democracy. Uh, Manasa, I think you've asked the question. I, I, want, I want to pick the thoughts of Man, uh, Nana Asako to that question you asked. Nana, did you yes. hear the Yes. Well, what do you say to Manasa? <laughs> What I say to that is, Evans, we will all attest that uh, sensationalism has become the new game in in red. And people have taken insult as a hobby or as a career. And so it's a trend that is going. It's not as if uh, it, it's all news and it was just one slip up and all of a sudden a sentiment stood up. You monitor the airwaves, and most of them you know, sometimes don't reside in Ghana, but that's how they get the traction. Abuse of people who are so higher than them in social society. It has become a trend. We must all admit. And so sometimes when certain things are becoming a trend and you need to, you need to uh, you know, put a stop to it, it has to be sharp and sweet. So far as no human right has been breached, I mean, nobody, no blood has been shed. No, let's let's shut and sweep. You know, listen. If 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 the government does something wrong, and I have speak about it, I will choose my words carefully. I've been on radio since 2006. I've never been held liable because I know how to pick my fight, where to punch high and where to punch low. So yes, I can disagree with you strongly, but I will choose my words differently. And in any case. Asantini himself is concerned about the denigration of his environment. So how do you sit on a radio station in his land and condemn him as though he's not concerned about it? And then you expect that his chiefs will just sit quietly. All you're doing is that you're just opening the floodgates. All you do is that you're just opening the floodgates. And I'm saying that it is so dangerous because a huge percentage of of the Ghanaian society, rely on this institution for their fairness, for their justice, for their culture, for their identity. A huge percentage really rely on this institution for our identity, our culture, our discipline, justice, because people can afford the Western system. So this is what they know to them. So you don't have somebody just turning on getting an hour, hour's publicity or radio just to condemn it. No, you, you stop it immediately. And you see, Evan, not everything. The courts are already choked up. Courts are choked up. You know, and so there are certain things that we should now know that this thing is not a court matter. You can't sharp, sharp, sharp. 
something to say to uh, um, Manasseh, then I'll bring in Karim and then uh, go to the... Nobody is against holding chiefs or anybody accountable, right? We all agree that accountability is the surest way to go. But when you make a generic statement, for example, that all journalists are thieves, how is that accountable? How is that even responsible commentary, for example? When you say, I am Funyana, Eye Galamse, and then you use the fact that Asante himself had said it, so that is your route of escape, for example. Asantini is innocent. He can sit there and say whatever he wants. Between his people, for example, they will never drag him to, to, to any court whatsoever. But when you go there and you say, How is that accountable? Process. Nobody is saying that don't hold chiefs accountable. But when, for example, you say, for example, that all chiefs are involved in Galamse. If you specifically say Chief A, Chief B... He's doing that, I'm saying. So, is a remedy shut, shut them down? I guess it's a question that Manasseh will ask. No, no. Is a remedy so the remedy, yes? remedy, for example, is that you can't shut them down. That's what I'm saying. That yeah, so you disagree with the shutdown? I disagree with the shutdown, but I do not think that people are, are overflogging this issue about going to court and things like that. Okay. You go to court and then what happens? Fine. The people are saying that shut down, come back and let's have a, a, a conversation and go back. You say, no, I don't agree. I'll go to court. You go to court six, seven months and your workers are staying at home. You are losing business. Yeah. That's why I said that. Like the accounts will say, Patapa Puto, yet him run error. Stay with me, Annie. I, I want to come back to Annie and Karim, and then I'll go to Amano and Fletcher. But I, something uh, that you sent sent to me, there's very interesting uh, part of the Chieftaincy Act, and I want to read it and, and get uh, Manasseh and, and, and Karim in on this. Uh, section 63, part of it says, A person who knowingly uses disrespectful or insulting language or insults or insults a chief by word or conduct, commits an offence and is liable on summary conviction to a fine of not more than 200 penalty units or a term of imprisonment of not more than three months or to both. In the case of a continuing offence to a further fine of not more than 25 penalty units uh, for each day on which the offence continues. So if you insult a chief, you you can actually go to prison. Um, for it, I mean, something. Please explain again. So, who is going to? Uh, so that traditional counsel possibly could come under this to, you know, get the individual sanction. But who is going to? Is it the state that's going to pursue this? I mean, who activates this clause? Um, Manasseh and, and Karim, uh, your quick thoughts on on this? The law actually makes it you, you can't actually go to prison if you insult a chief, as something has has has, has posted. Uh, I don't know if. Um I go first. Um, Yo, Karim, go. All right. Yeah. So, so I'm happy that you have brought the the point here. And the question that you asked for uh, Mr. Ladia, you need to clarify, is also very important because who determines who has been insulted here is, is critical. And I'm sure that it would not be the traditional authorities because that would be inconsistent with very fundamental principles that govern our laws, like um, being a judge in your own court, among other things. And, and that is why I'm happy that we are we are here because. I think we must pause first to reflect on the question of Mr. Odike in this case, or the other journalists in the case of Adan uh, situation, what exactly it says that they have said. And I know that the Asante situation 
generates a lot more attention. So let's focus a little bit on that. And you see, that's the thing with tradition, authority, proverbs, among other things. We need to view this issue within context because the hypothetical analysis that suggests that somebody has been insulted and for that matter, the traditional authorities can react, is not helpful to this matter. Let's look at what Mr. Udike, for instance, has said specifically, right? And I would disagree with um, uh, Mr. Osabuki on this one because I also speak Chi very, very well. And in fact, I am from, from Kwabu, that's where I was born. My mother is Oyoko, and I'm saying that just to drive, drive home a certain point. If I also do my analysis of the of the of everything that he said, the linguistic construction, the context, everything, I do not see where the insults come from. And again, let us also not create this impression that the traditional authorities have have not historically uh, been open to criticism, even of the of, of the most rambunctious kind, because there exist proverbs and sayings. In, in the Chi language, like Openia um, uh, um, uh, um, and these obviously go to challenge a certain authority or conventional wisdom. And by the very nature of proverbs and constructions and sayings like this, they are intended to trigger. And that also means that traditional authority know very well that there could be some instances like this that people would hit them right in the face by statements of this nature. If you consider the Galamse problem, it's indeed an existential problem for all of us in this country. Then we would not be expecting that those who speak about that will speak about it in a certain so-called decorous manner, in a way that doesn't challenge and make even traditional authorities uncomfortable. And let's also not run away from this and continue to double in this hypothetical situation. It is a fact that if traditional authorities step their foot on the ground, we will do something about this. When um, I don't know if it was Nana or uh, Mr. Osabute who made the point that. Um, yeah, Santana, for instance, is clearly against Galamse. In and fact, Manasa referenced uh, that meeting, and that's yes. true. Yeah. Yes, but, but uh, if I could just end on this point, I was going to say that even the president, Anadam Kukufaldo, for instance, is also, I mean, based on his rhetoric, is against Galamse. The, there are many other people that we have, we have cited as being complicit who have also articulated certain views that they are against Galamse. If you use the power and authority of a sentiment, uh, uh, for instance, and the many others that are around, could we reasonably, in all honesty, say that we are satisfied with how they have exercised their authority? And that's what Mr. Odik is talking about. The only other bit would be that maybe someone would have said that very differently. But the point is that it amounts to censorship. And tomorrow, nobody has any idea what that would do, you remember the case of Caleb Kuda, for instance, what that would do to the next person who goes on radio to go and speak in any way that may remotely even criticize the uh, traditional council in a way that they would not feel very happy about. Because, I mean, after all, how does one know what someone's feelings is going to be about any of these things? If they are minded to take any action, the courts exist. And let us not continue to say that, well, not everything is determined in court. It is true. But it's also true that when the people are involved themselves and they feel like they have been 
violated, insulted, or whatever it is, they can't be judges in their own court, and we should not countenance anything like that in a democratic sense. And I want to hear from two uh, journalists who have lived this before. Um, I want to bring in uh, Fletcher, uh, a journalist uh, with Trinity FM in Bogoso, in the Western region, uh, covered uh, the assault of a journalist by chiefs there at Wasai Kropon in, in 2017. Hello, Fletcher. Uh, also connecting with us is Amano. Uh, Amano is obviously with the uh, Radio Adan. Hello, Amano. Hello, Ivan. Great. Amano, you've listened to the conversation. You you live this. You, you've experienced this yourself, you and your reporters. You produced a show that became a subject of, uh, uh, you know, uh, was it attack or the traditional council we're not happy with? Everything you've heard and from what has happened yesterday in Kumasi, I, I, I wonder what you say to the conversation about what gives when tradition uh, appears to conflict with democracy. Thank you so much. I believe that just as um, Manansi and others have said, the traditional authorities have a critical role to play in our today more um, governance. And even traditionally, they have a critical role to play. Um, I also heard Nana mention that in the Asante region, um, the chiefs have been very um, critical in maintaining justice where the police and the court systems are not available. That is very true and we believe so as well in Adan. However, I want to say that until the traditional system can understand that the media uh, formation is not against traditional leadership and we would have a peaceful Ghana to live in. I remember in 2015 um, we went to a community, we engaged a community in Adan called Luhuo. The community members during the engagement alleged that the chiefs, some chiefs are um, those who are doing a chianpo, um dangwe equivalent for Galamse. And so because the chiefs are doing, many others are doing. Prior to 2015, that menace, a chianpo, the Galamse equivalent in Dangwe, has taken over the entire Songo Lagoon. And so the true value of the Songo wasn't being realized at the time. So we, as a radio station, wage war against that menace. And the chiefs back us. You know, so um, when the community ac- accused the chiefs at that time, 2015, that they are those doing that chianpo, we went to the paramountcy and we asked, Neneme, what do you say to this allegation? They... The, the Paramount chief delegated a member of the Paramount to speak to the issue, and he told us categorically that, yes, some chiefs may be involved, but we should be able to figure out those chiefs so that the traditional leadership can deal with them. So the community members should have the chieftaincy authorities to be able to ensure that those chiefs are brought to book. Then we were, we engaged in, in an, an investigation to find out who and who are the chiefs that are bringing that dent to the chieftains or the traditional authorities. And we got one of the chiefs who, at his own will, mentioned to us on radio that he started a chiampo. He gave a small portion of land for people to start sort winning. And they ended up doing a chiampo, Galamse equivalence in Dangwe, in the Songo uh, sort winning process. And so... Um, if today that Achianko is destroying the Songo Lagoon, then he owned that uh, um, um, he owned it that he started it. 
at that time, the chiefs of Adan were solidly behind the radio station to ensure that that menace of uh, creating portions for individuals that uh, deprive the larger populace from winning sort is ended. Until recently, when the secrecy of um, signing concessions without the consent of uh, the people, without any consultation, and without any prior information or during process information, until all these things started, our chiefs believe and know that that menace of Achianko that destroyed the Songo Lagoon started from a chief. So I believe that what is happening now in the Santi region where the where Odike mentioned the chiefs are not doing enough, I think um, we should understand that um, the radio or the media setup is not to um, all the time or, or always criticize, but also ensure that even as we criticize, we bring people to the limelight where we all together work towards the achievement of leveraging livelihood for everyone. Yeah, Amano, very quickly, I, I know you had a very tense relationship with the traditional council there. Has that relationship been repaired now? Um, we, during the um, Asamfutu, when we received the restriction letter, it was stated that after the festival, we, the radio station will be invited. Um, for redress, but we've not received any official communication from the uh, chiefs, and so uh, we are still waiting for them. Okay, but, but in, in terms of the, that, the, the broader conversation, um, as a journalist who lives this on a daily basis, the, the, you know, the consent from the traditional council, how are you walking that fine line between doing your job as required by the constitution, but also having a reverence for the traditional council? Well, like or, or you don't you, consider that at all? You just consider doing your job and nothing else? Not really. Um, we, the, the foundation of a community radio and, of course, um, radio other, um, and visage that we should be able, number one, to protect the language and culture of the people and promote development at all levels. And also to ensure that access to information is more accessible in the, for the people in their own local languages. And so once we are working with language, we are working with people's culture, we are working with tradition. And we cannot do these things without the traditional leadership. And the radio dance formation, I remember the first day of um, when the lunch was done, radio Adan was initially commissioned, the Paramount Chief said that radio Adan will be his mouthpiece to the people. And for the past 24 years, we have worked closely with the paramountcy and the traditional leadership in Adan. We are ready to continue that relationship, no matter what. Yeah, I mean, so that's an interesting uh, case study. The tradition and, and the, for the media, the traditional council, the media working in harmony. Of course, there's been friction and tension, and tension and friction will always be there. Um, the question is, um, the case of you know the commercial traditional council has come to the fore. How, how do you ensure that the friction, yes, that will come, doesn't result in a, you know abuse of people's rights? I, I guess is a key question there. And let me go quickly to um, Hope, uh, the, the GJ rep in Ashanti and the Nasaka on that question. Uh, Hope, so what is the GJ doing? Because in the Ashanti region, to try and resolve this matter, um, I know the radio station is still off. They have been asked to come back on Monday, uh, but also for the larger you know, media community in the Ashanti region. 
very briefly i mean how 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 should the two institutions live uh, and coexist we've just had the case of ada uh, they seem to be working well of course there have been tensions uh, it, it became really tense recently but the two must work together and they must coexist what do you, what's your suggestion for that to happen Just an answer call on the line. Okay, maybe I lost it. But I need what's your what's your suggestion on that? Well, just continue the conversation uh, on uh, many 
social media platforms. Uh, as we, I know many of you have uh, are very uh, have strong views on this on this very all important uh, subject, and I want I want to hear uh, from you on our many social uh, media platforms. Want to stay tuned because the locker room is up next, and you're going to do a UEFA Champions League review, and also look forward to the main uh, tournament beginning. And you know that the group stage is already set. You want to stay tuned for that locker room. The lads are taking over. majesty of God in itself goes beyond the capacity of human understanding. On Sunday, the 28th of August, 2022, come join Perez Music, MOG, Akese Brimpong, Ife Grace, and all the way from Nigeria, Peter, as we present glorified theme, splendor, and majesty. The venue is Victory Bible Church, headquarters, Awoshi. The time is 5 p.m. Grab a token for 50 Ghana City single, 80 Ghana City Double and 100 Ghana City's VIP talking outlets, Joy FM, Sunny FM, Stood Supermarket, Dunsuman, Bachelor Total, and Victory Bible Church Bookshop, or Dow Star 365 Star 321 Hash on all networks to purchase a token. This event is powered by Rima City of Worship, Media Partners, Joy Entertainment. I'm Lee James, host of Sports World on the BBC World Service. For the best of previews to the sporting weekend, listen to Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM. Live on radio, live online, this is the Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM. I'm Lee James, host of Sports World on the BBC World Service. For the best of previews to the sporting weekend, listen to Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM. Live on radio, live online, this is the Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM.
Hello, good evening, and welcome to Locker Room here on Joy 99.7 FM. With me, Oreku Ampofo, I will be touching on quite a number of issues today as is a weekend, a very big defining weekend for different teams and different clubs and different sports uh, across the globe. But we'll be starting off the show uh, with our extreme focus on Team Ghana. And we'll be touching on the Black Galaxies as its decision weekend uh, in the first leg of the Chan qualifiers. Remember, the team have failed to qualify for the last three editions and haven't participated in the competition uh, in about seven years or so. Uh, we'll be getting analysis on how the Black Galaxies can go past uh, their qualification case and be in Algeria for the 2023 uh, Chan uh, tournament as well. We'll also uh, be hearing from Ampim Dakwa ladies uh, who are currently in Africa in the CAF Wafu uh, Zone B Champions League. Uh, they are four points after two games, but what are their chances and can they replicate the successes of Hazakis ladies? We would also be touching on the Division 1 Super League uh, with the semi-final and final taking place all the way in Chebi. Today we have our reporter Razak Musbao on the ground to be getting an update uh, on that tournament. And then we'll come to boxing where Richard Kome has a big fight this weekend. However, the headline has been away from the fight as the president of the Ghana Boxing Association says that he does not consider Richard Kome as a Ghanaian boxer. We'll bring you more details as well as more preview ahead of the Formula One weekend and then the UEFA Champions League draw which took place and brought about quite a tasty group stages to look forward to. Hello, I'm Lee James, host of Sports World on the BBC World Service. For the best of previews to the sporting weekend, listen to Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM. Live on radio, live online, this is the Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM. travel to Cape Coast in our first story as we talk about the Black Galaxies who welcome Nigeria in the first leg of the final round of the 2023 Chan qualifiers. Uh, the team got to this stage after beating Benin in both legs uh, quite comfortably uh, by a 4-0 aggregate and would now have to just go past Nigeria to ensure that they qualify uh, to the competition for the first time in seven years. Uh, but joining us via phone lines is a voice that we're pretty familiar with here at the Multimedia Group, and that is Abeku Otre, who is one of us. Abeku, you're in Cape Coast, and what's been the mood like ahead of a- another installment of the Jalof Derby this weekend? <laughs> well, it's been it's been uh, quite uh, an atmosphere here in Cape Coast because 
you know, people are getting themselves ready for their first year here. But for the news of the Black Galaxies, it's been on the low a bit because publicity certainly have been down. Um, but um, of course, uh, people.